Welcome back to Young Smart Money, show number seven with me, your host, Apple Kreider. The show that sets you up for lifelong financial success with personal stories, actionable advice, and interviews with young people who are killing it financially with getting us some information that we certainly didn't learn in school. Today is an episode that I'm really excited for because we're gonna be talking about books. And more specifically, we're gonna be talking about the five books that I really feel have had some of the biggest impact on my life, both financially and just holistically in general, because these books have been very, very influential. I haven't been reading really business books, lifestyle books, mindset books very long. Actually, the first one I ever picked up was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I got this book from a thrift shop in Madison earlier this year. And um, so before that, I'd really never been exposed to any financial books at all. So these these books I've been reading, I've been reading a lot over the last, um, I would say like nine months, ever since I picked up Rich Dad Poor Dad, I've probably read like 30 or 40 uh, more books, maybe maybe even 50 books, um, similar, similar categories. But um, I got my five favorite ones. I've got three of them here in print if you guys are in the video, and um, the other ones I got from the library, so I don't actually have them anymore. But these ones I actually have, so we're gonna go through each of these books today, and this is a bit of a bonus episode just because we didn't have an episode up on Tuesday. We're sitting at Friday right now, and we didn't have an episode up on Tuesday because my computer was out of commission for the last week, but now we're back. So I figured I'd throw this episode out just because I wanted to get some content out this week, and then next week we'll be back on track with another interview with this dude who's doing some really cool stuff. He's got his own project going to help young people out financially, similar to what I'm doing. So I'm really excited to have him on to interview, but um, we'll get to that on Tuesday. But for now, we're gonna be talking about some books. Okay, so the first book I wanna talk about is the first book that I started with, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Now this book has had a huge, huge impact on my life. And I've been hearing from people that I needed to read this book for so long. Like all of the people I watch on YouTube from, I don't know, Ryan Scribner to Nate O'Brien to probably even financial education. I'd heard all these guys mention whiteboard finance, heard all these guys mention Rich Dad Poor Dad and I just had never gotten around to reading it. This is before I was into like financial books. All I was doing was watching YouTube videos and like reading articles on Investopedia and stuff. So. I wasn't really doing that much. But when I got my hands on Rich Dad Poor Dad, I tore through this book. Like it's, I don't know how many pages are in this book. Uh, probably about 200 and some. Yeah, like uh, probably, yeah, a little under 200. And I tore through this book in like a day and a half. Like I got really, really into this book. Like I was eating this stuff up and it's just so valuable. It really, the book really presented a huge mindset shift for me. And that shift was from, in, my, in the past, in my mind, I had this idea that making money was really connected to how much you worked and how many hours you were in the seat. So I, I was connecting like butt in the seat to making money and the more time you spend in the seat, the more money you make and that money is directly correlated to the amount of time you spend working for it. So I, I always thought ever since I was like six years old, probably inspired from the game of life, that the most aspirational thing to do was have a six-figure salary like once you got that six-figure salary you had made it and you were just like set for life like you were good to go but but after reading this book I realized that that's not the only path to financial success in fact that is a, a path to financial success taken by very few people who actually achieve financial freedom financial independence whatever you want to call it most people who build up their finances don't do it through a six-figure salary being like a, a doctor or a lawyer or something like most people who do it either the way I see it there are really two ways to um 
become rich. I'm sort of getting off topic here, sort of still related to Rich Dad Poor Dad, but the two ways that I see to get rich, to build serious wealth are one, you learn how to sell something, two, you build a business. And Rich Dad Poor Dad talks about building a business a lot. I like the cash flow quadrant mentioned in there. Um, where you've got your employee, you get yourself employed, you've got your business owner, and you've got your investor. And depending on which of those quadrants you're in, that's gonna define how you're making money. But um, what it really comes down to in Rich Dad Poor Dad is it, it just really influenced me in showing me how income is really made by some of the richest people in the world. Like I never had realized how money was actually made and how businesses actually made money and how business owners actually made money until I read this book and that just really like flipped my mindset and I was like, wow, there are so many different paths to making money than just getting a high paying job with a salary and benefits and whatever. Like this book, it really has influenced the way I see the world. So. I gotta recommend this one. And um, I'm gonna mention all of these books will be linked up in the show notes um, at applecreditor.com slash 007. So if you guys are interested at all in seeing those, be sure to head over there. And if you buy the books through our links, that will help support me and keep this podcast going, keep my YouTube videos going, all of that good stuff. Um, okay, so that's that's basically Rich Dad Poor Dad. We're gonna try to keep this episode pretty short. So we're gonna move on to the next book, which is called The One Thing. And I actually just read this book a couple weeks ago, um, one of my more recent reads. And this book's by Gary Keller, and it's all about how doing less can actually lead you to achieve more. So now that might seem a little um, paradoxical. Like, how can you actually, how can you do less and achieve more? Well, it really, it really does come down to. It's sort of similar to the 80-20 principle, actually. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start there. So if you haven't heard of the 80-20 principle, the Pareto's law, whatever you wanna call it, um, it states that 80% of your results come from 20% of your actions. So it basically just says that a disproportionate amount of your results, doesn't have to be 80%, could be 90%, could be 75%, could be 60%, is gonna come from a disproportionately small part of your inputs. Doesn't have to be 20, could be 15, could be two, could be whatever. So it's basically just saying there are some activities or some things that you can put resources, put money, put energy into and are going to give you a much greater results, much greater bang for your buck than other activities or other things that you could be doing. So there's just some things that are gonna give you a disproportionate amount of reward and you really have to hone in on those things and maximize your effort on those things that are gonna give you the greatest results. All right, so it's, it's it really focuses, the book focuses on shifting your mindset from the mindset of somebody who's trying to be efficient to the mindset of somebody who's trying to be effective because there's a big difference between these words that I personally had not really realized before reading this book, but I think it's really important to, to get a divide in between efficient and effective. So efficient is doing something in the, I mean, the quickest possible way or doing something with the least steps required. Basically just like getting something done really um, like seamlessly, like without friction, okay? So that's efficient. So efficient, it means you can get things done in the best possible routes. You get the shortest possible route from A to B, okay? That's efficiency. Effectiveness is actually figuring out where point B should be, okay? So if you're going, if you're trying to find the fastest way from point A to point B, that's great. But if your point B is incorrect, if that's not the place that you're supposed to be going, like it doesn't matter how quickly or how efficiently you get there. Like if that's the wrong place, then you haven't really made progress because you're going in the wrong direction. So being effective is all about figuring out 
where you're actually trying to go and doing the stuff that's actually moving you towards where you're supposed to be. And if you can do that stuff efficiently, that's great. But the focus really should be on being effective because if you're not being effective, like you could be really, really efficient at like reorganizing your desk. Like my desk is a mess um, and you can't even see it, but I could be the most efficient person at reorganizing my desk and every single day I'm just like super efficient at like reorganizing everything. But what's the point of that? Like how is that getting me ahead? How is that getting me where I want to be by being super efficient at reorganizing my desk? It's not, okay? Spoiler alert, it's not. So you got to focus on doing the things that actually matter and if you can figure out how to do those things efficiently, that's great. But as long as you're doing things that matter, that that's like the big picture and that's what's really important, okay? So the book really centers around this focusing question. That's what, that's what Gary Keller calls it. He calls it a focusing question. And the focusing question is what is the one thing such that by doing this one thing, by getting this one thing done, it would make everything else easier or irrelevant. And that is like the, the, that's the meat, that's the main part of the book. That's where the one thing comes from. So what is the one thing that you can be doing right now that's gonna make everything else easier or irrelevant? And that's a powerful question. Like you really, you really do have to think to come up with a good answer to that question. Because if you can find something that that is an answer to that question, like that is a really powerful thing. Like if you have 20 things on your to-do list, but you can figure out which one of them, that by doing that, it's gonna make 10 of them irrelevant now and the other 10 easier to do, like that's bananas in my opinion. Like being able to do one thing that makes so many other things easier or irrelevant like that's just that's just really really powerful so i've really been trying to internalize that question and i think it's a really good way to establish a little to-do list in the morning because when i wake up what i like to do is i like to have a to-do list of three things i like to keep it short i like to keep it simple and just look big picture so like big picture what are the three things i want to get done today so i think the one using this focusing question is a good way for me to establish what my three things are or a couple of my three things could be just because i want to be doing the stuff that's that's effective not just the stuff that's efficient so that's that's my two cents on that and i think it's, it's, it's important to look at this in different aspects of your life, this focusing question. Like, of course you can apply it to business or your hobbies or your work or whatever, but you can also really apply this to like your family life or your health or all of these things. Like what is the one thing you could do for your health that would make everything else easier or irrelevant? Maybe it's going for a 30 minute walk every day because if you do that, then it's gonna help you stick to your diet and it's gonna help you um, be active every day. Like you gotta find what what one thing can you start implementing that is going to make other things easier or relevant because if you can find that, that's just a very, very powerful tool to have in your toolbox. Um, and if you can narrow it down to what really matters and not get caught up in all the unimportant stuff that like you think is important, but when you take a step back and look at the bigger picture, you realize that these are just like minute details and you're not focusing on the macro, you're focusing on these little tiny things that don't matter, they're not gonna matter in the long term. You really have to figure out what is actually going to matter in the long term. And I mean, this book's just been really powerful and getting me to figure out what I actually need to like double down on and what I should be using my time on and what I should not be using my time on. Because there are some things that I do for either editing videos or writing out outlines for videos or doing stuff with podcasts. Like there's some stuff that I really just realized like I don't have to do this. Like my work is 
is minutely, very, very minutely affected. Like my video might be, I could make my video 1% better by spending like another hour on the editing process. Like, is that worth it? No, it's not worth it at all. Not even close because I would rather, I would rather put out, um, I would rather put out a dozen videos that are like 100% quality than put out six videos that are 101% quality. Like that's that's just where I'm at because I would rather I would rather give more than give less but do it in like a, a slightly better format. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. So, it's really important to look at the macro here and not get caught up in like the minute details of like how how can I make this 1% better? Like figure out the way to get it 80% good and then just do that a lot rather than focusing on getting it 81% good, like 81% and then spending double the time on it. Like it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. So, that's the one thing. I don't have a copy of it cuz I just returned it to the library a couple days ago. But um, that's that's my two cents on that book. Next book I want to talk about is a book by somebody who I really have. I'm I'm really really getting into Gary Vaynerchuk's content lately. I'm listening to his podcast every morning when I go to the gym, uh, just to get me like motivated. Because that that podcast gets me hype. That podcast gets me going. If you guys haven't listened to it yet, it's called the Gary V Audio Experience. And that pot, it's 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 really good. I would highly recommend that. I used to watch his YouTube videos. I was watching way too much of his YouTube videos, and um, I realized that I could just listen to the podcast while I'm like doing other things, so I can still consume his content, but not have it take up my full attention. So I think that's that's one of the real powers of of audio and podcasting. Like you can still consume somebody's content that like you learn from and that gets you going, but you don't have to like make it your entire focus. So that's really powerful for me. But the book that I'm going to be talking about is his first book that he ever wrote. It's called Crush It. At least I believe it's his first book. I could be wrong on that. But it's called Crush It. Why now is the time to cash in on your passion. So this book written by Gary Vaynerchuk and it's essentially a step-by-step on how to monetize your passion and grow a business for yourself instead of just creating a job. So this is also addressed in um, Rich Dad Poor Dad, the difference between um, creating, starting a business and creating a job for yourself. So Gary Vaynerchuk's really all about that in this book. And I mean, some of the stuff that he highlights in this book, it's, it's really powerful for me, at least. Um, just, I mean, his, his whole mantra and how, how he looks at the world is really powerful, but it's all about personal branding. This book is uh, basically just how to look at what you already do, look, look what you enjoy. So if you like to talk to people about shoes or talk to people about bugs, I don't know, like maybe maybe you're really into like freaking grasshoppers, who knows? But like turning whatever you really care about, whatever you're really passionate about into something that can actually generate money for you. Because in today's day and age, it's so easy to create a personal brand. I mean, everybody who has a social media account has a personal brand. Whether you put time into it, whether you think about it or not, if you have a Facebook profile, if you have a Twitter account, if you have an Instagram page, like you have a personal brand and there's always opportunity for you to monetize that if you choose to do so and if you want to take that to the next level like 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 you could you could go out and get a job making i don't know a hundred thousand dollars that you absolutely hate but there's also the opportunity for you to instead start a personal brand and make eighty three thousand dollars 
but but you would actually freaking enjoy everything that you do every single day like which choice are you gonna make and this book really shows you how to build that business so maybe you're not making as much money maybe you're not buying the flashiest car or the biggest house but like you're doing something that you love every single day and in the end that's really what matters to me like you you, you got one life so you might as well live it uh how you how you're gonna enjoy it and not just spend your time worrying about how to make an extra like four thousand dollars a year in my opinion because in the grand scheme of things what difference is that going to make maybe you'll buy like a, a slightly better car or you'll like up remodel your kitchen with some granite countertops like what in the grand scheme of things is that really going to make you long-term satisfied versus doing something that you love for your entire working career like to me it's it's a no-brainer that you should get you got to focus on building your personal brand because that's gonna allow you to do what you actually want to do throughout your entire life. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be constrained by some work environment or at risk of being fired or laid off. I mean, 20% of millennials have already been laid off. Like their job security is freaking bananas. Like most millennials don't stick with a job for more than like two or three years. So I think building a personal brand is really good because I mean that's timeless. Like a personal brand it's the new resume honestly like when when you apply for a job one of the first things that an employer is gonna do they're gonna Google your name and they're gonna find out everything there is to know about you and that is what your personal brand is like when somebody Google's your name what they see is your personal brand okay so that's why it's really important to build a personal brand because even if you're not trying to be an entrepreneur even if you're not trying to start your own business even if you're just trying to work for people like if you apply for a job before they even open your resume they're going to Google your name and they're gonna see what there is about you on the internet because if there's like some stupid shit about you like going out and like taking all these stupid pictures like they're gonna they're gonna cross you off right away they're gonna throw your resume in the fire like they don't they're not gonna waste their time on you if your personal brand looks like a piece of crap like that's why it's, it's really important because that's this is, this is what your entire image is gonna look like like how you're going to appear to everybody in the real world that's what your personal brand is and it's a really important thing to have on lock so I think crush it's a great way great book on building that personal brand um, how to monetize it it really just covers it all from a to, a to Z um, how personal branding works how you can use social media to build your personal brand so if you guys are at all interested in doing something you love for the rest of your life I would recommend checking out this book um, crush it I mean it was written it was written like 12 years ago I think at this point but it's still relevant as ever like reading that book it just rang very very true to me next one we're gonna be talking about is book four is the richest man in Babylon so I've got a copy right here it's by George s Classen. And this book was actually written a long time ago now, almost 100 years back uh, in 1926 is when the first edition of this book came out. So it's it's a timeless it's a timeless classic, guys. And actually, the content in here, is, in here is based on stuff from thousands of years ago, like some like stone tablet inscription stuff. But essentially, this book I really like it because it tells a story. Um, it tells a story. It tells multiple stories actually, but about about how people think about money there's some there's some big lessons in this book um and the main the main meat of this book is just um the the seven well the seven cures for a lean purse is one of one of the main things about this book and i'm just going to read you the seven the seven cures for a lean purse right now just so you guys can get it but essentially these are just like ways 
the ways for you to make sure that you're taking home as much money as possible and you're keeping as much money as possible for yourself instead of just spending it all because I mean 78% of Americans are paycheck to paycheck so I think this information could be pretty valuable to most people out there okay so the first one is start thy purse to fattening so essentially what this means is just maximizing the sources of income that you already have. So looking at how you're already making money and figuring out how to maximize that as much as possible. The second cure is to control your expenditure. So I mean, obviously, like you gotta know where your money's going. That's a big thing that so many people uh, in college, so many of my friends that I talk to, they just have no idea where their money's going. They're getting their paycheck and then two weeks later, all the money's gone and they don't know where it went. So I, it's really important to know where your money's going. It, keeping a budget is so much easier than people think it is. Um, so that's really, that's really important. Third cure is make thy gold multiply. So that's all about investing. You got to make sure that you're investing. I mean, because I mean, you got to make sure your money's working for you and that it's not just you working for it. Because if you're working for your money, you're spending it all is gone. How are you going to how are you going to think of retiring someday? How are you going to like being able to make your money, make you more money? It's a powerful thing, guys. And so many people. I mean, young people don't like to think about this because they think it's just all about retirement and stuff. But it, it really can be like it doesn't have to just be about retirement it can really just be about helping yourself out and making sure you don't have to work as much to achieve the desired lifestyle that you want uh, and be able to do whatever you want with your time it doesn't have to revolve around making money the fourth gear is to guard that thy treasures from loss so i mean warren buffett's like number one piece of advice is don't lose money so it's really it's really key i mean it seems simple it sounds stupid but like you really do have to focus on the risks that you're taking on with any type of investment, any type of anything. Like you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta look at the risks along with the rewards. So like take, take Bitcoin, for example. I mean, when it was at like $17,000 a Bitcoin, like people weren't thinking about the risk of it going to zero. People were thinking about the, the return of it going to $100,000. So everybody was still pouring your money in and then it crashed and now it's at what, like $6,000, $5,000, I don't even know. But people who bought in at that point, they weren't thinking about the risk. Like they weren't thinking that this was backed on absolutely nothing. Uh, people who were investing in BitConnect, like they weren't taking, they weren't thinking about risks. They were just thinking about returns. They were looking at these people who are making 500% in a day and they're like, oh dude, sign me up for that. Here's all my money. Like give me, give me some more. Um, so you gotta make sure you're not losing money doing stupid stuff. The fifth cure is to make of thy dwelling a profitable investment. So I mean, that just means in Rich Dad Poor Dad, he also, Robert Kiyosaki also talks about this, but your house can either be an asset or a liability. And if you can make it an asset, that is an asset to you, <laughs> essentially. So you gotta make sure that um, the money that you're putting into any real estate, especially the place where you live, is a profitable investment. It's not just pouring money down a hole of something that's not going to give you any return. The sixth cure is to ensure a future income. So again, this comes back to investing. You gotta make sure that you're putting money to work so that when you wanna stop working, when you wanna stop going to work every day, you're gonna have an income still coming in because who knows where social security is gonna be at. So that should definitely not be your fallback option. You gotta make sure you got something in place for when you wanna stop working that you still ensure that you have an income coming in. And the seventh cure is increasing your ability to earn. So this comes back to investing in yourself 
and just building skills, making yourself more educated, making yourself a more desirable candidate for a job or starting your own business and increasing your ability to earn through starting a business. There's just so many ways to make yourself more valuable and to invest in yourself, which have so much higher of an ROI than putting your money in the stock market or an index fund or BitConnect or whatever. So that's that's those are the seven main points of The Richest Man in Babylon. And it's really good. It tells, there's a bunch of stories in here. I love books that tell stories that you can learn from. So I, I really got a lot out of this book. It's very short. I read this book in a day. It's like 180 pages, but as you can see, this book is tiny. So that's like 90 pages of a real book. So that was that was a really good book. I really did enjoy The Richest Man in Babylon. My uncle actually sent it to me uh, because he heard that I was, he saw that I was making videos and getting into investing and stuff. So he was like, this book's had a huge impact on me. So I think you should read it as well. So I got to thank him for that. So thanks Uncle Dave. I appreciate you. Shout you out here. Doubt you'll hear it, but you never know. Um, and then the last book is called The E-Myth Revisited. So this book, I don't have a copy. I got it from the library, but I was recommended this book by somebody in this uh, group of real estate investors that I'm a part of over in Madison. Um, it's a real estate investors meetup that I go to on a bi-weekly basis. Sorry, I needed some water. But it's similar to The Rich Man in Babylon in that it does tell a story. There's an overarching story throughout the book of the, the author and um, this woman who he's helping build her pie shop. And it really talks about the, the, the myth that everybody is an entrepreneur and that to start a business, you just have to be like a driven entrepreneur. Like there's a lot more, I got a really dry throat today. There's a lot more that goes into a business than just being an entrepreneur. Obviously you have to know how to do the actual skill that you're selling. So if you're starting a pie shop, you don't only have to be an entrepreneur, you have to be a good baker or you have to hire a good baker. You have to have someone with good business sense and you have to have someone who is driven with the vision. So there's really three aspects to starting a business that he talks about in this book. First one is the entrepreneur, that's the E. Second one is the um, technician. It's the person who actually bakes the pies. The entrepreneur is the one with the vision and the one who can see like see through through the trees, see the forest, see the trees for the forest or whatever that is, <laughs> um, but can see the big picture. The uh, second one is the technician who can do the day-to-day uh, -day work. So if you're, again, with the pie shop example, the person who's actually baking the pies, the person who's doing all the cooking and stuff. And then the third one is the business person. So the person who's managing everybody and making sure that the day-to-day -day flows well. Those are like the three main aspects of any business that um are covered in this book. And again, it's about creating a business rather than a job. And it just shows you what actually goes into that. And um, this guy gives his advice on how to do that and you, you really have to know yourself. You have to have that self-awareness to know, okay, am I the entrepreneur who has the big vision? Am I the um the manager who can like see be the boss and like see the day-to-day -day go by? Or am I the technician who knows how to bake the pies but has no idea how to do any of the like higher up stuff and I need to hire people who can do that for me or go into business with a partner or something along those lines. Because what he talks about is there's so many people who are really good, say, software engineers. And then because they're good software engineers, they think they can just go out and start a business, start the next Uber, start the Uber of like kitchen cabinets or whatever. And 
So they think they can just do that because they, they know how to code. So they think they can just like design an app and start a business and just start making millions and millions of dollars. When in reality, like maybe they could make the app, but they need somebody who knows how to market. They need somebody who knows how to do um, freaking HR. They need somebody who knows how to uh, manage a company. Like there's all of these aspects that go into a business besides just like the technical work of like of coding the app or baking the pies or whatever that you really have to have that self-awareness to know, okay, am I the person who's going to be able to have the vision and drive the business forward every single day? Am I gonna be the person who can manage the operations every single day? Or am I gonna be the person who is baking the pies or coding the app every single day? So those are my, those are my top five books that have really just brought me a ton of value and I wanna share them with you guys real quick. Again, if you wanna check out more information about these guys, applecreditorcom slash 007 or youngsmartmoney.com slash 007 will take you to uh, that take you to those um, just so yeah just to recap the five books were rich dad poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki we had the one thing by Gary Keller crush it by Gary Vaynerchuk the richest man in Babylon by George Klassen and the e-myth revisited I think it's by I, I don't remember who is by <laughs> I'm not even gonna pretend so those are my five books and for our money pun of the day which president was least guilty Lincoln he was innocent Next week, we'll be back with the eighth installment of Young Smart Money. But if you can't wait until then for your next burst of financial literacy content and money skills, you are in luck because I have a load of free resources just for you. The first one is applecreditor.com where you're going to find the show notes for this episode. I mentioned that before, applecreditor.com slash 007. Additionally, I've got a new course out. It's called $100 in a smartphone. It's a free online course. Uh, all about how to invest your first hundred dollars from your smartphone completely free applecreditor.com slash course if you guys are interested in that at all and then as always you guys can find me on youtube where i make daily personal finance entrepreneurship credit card investing all of these kinds of videos just for you guys just for high school and college students so be sure to check those out youtube.com slash apple crater i just want to thank you guys for checking out young smart money today with me your host apple crater and before i go i do want to challenge you to pick up one of these books because honestly i don't think any of them are over like 250 pages they're all like really quick reads uh that's i get intimidated about big books i tried to read the intelligent investor i got like 200 pages in and i was just done so i mean i would really recommend checking out at least one of these books they they're really they've, they've been really impactful in my life um, and honestly, you can pick them up on Amazon for like 15 bucks. I think you can buy none of these books should be more than $15. So it, I, I really would recommend you ch check out one of these books. Let me know what you think of whichever book you decide to read. Send me a DM on Instagram at Apple Crater Official. Uh, drop me a comment on, on this YouTube video. Anywhere you can find me, apple at applecrater.com. Just shoot me your feedback on any of these books. Um, and yeah, I'd love to hear what you guys think of these. If you've read any of them before, let me know what you think. Let me know what your favorite book is as well. Like, I want to know I want to know from you guys. So apple at applecreditor.com. Shoot me an email with what your favorite book is. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. I really would appreciate it. Uh, we have about five or six reviews right now. And I, I, I read every single one. I am getting so much value from them. I really appreciate you guys' feedback. It's, it's my lifeblood, honestly. Like, just hearing from you guys. And just hearing what you guys have to say, what you guys think, what your guys' feedback is, it just gives me so much encouragement and so much just like, I'm just so grateful that you guys take the time to listen to me or watch my videos or anything. Like, 
I'm I'm just so humbled by the fact that you guys actually like enjoy and like listen to and respect the stuff that I'm saying like it, it blows me away I really do appreciate you guys so thank you very much um, for your time I really do appreciate it and, and your attention like that stuff is valuable and the fact that you're giving it to me it's just I, I really do respect that and I'm really glad that you guys are getting value from the content that I'm putting out because I love putting it out there and if you guys if you guys keep enjoying if you guys keep getting value from it I'm gonna just keep doing it so that's me my name is Apple Crater and for Young Smart Money I am signing off I'll see you next week